0: You're listening to a Sharesies podcast. it's Wednesday the 9th of February. You're listening to Recap, brought to you by Sharesies.
1: Sharesies is a wealth development platform where our purpose is to create financial empowerment for everyone. Here's the disclaimer.
0: Investing involves risk. You aren't guaranteed to make money and you might lose the money you started with.
1: Any information we provide is general only and current at the time.
0: If you're looking for help with your investment choices, we recommend talking to a licensed financial advice provider. G'day there Alice. Hey Jose, how are you today? I'm really good thanks and
1: g'day there to Chris. Hi Jose Hi Alice Chris hey, from Crash. the Sharesies team Thanks so much for joining us He's a special guest for today He's helping us out on Recap So great Thanks to have me here I, It's a goddamn pleasure Chris It really is It's great to have another face in here What do you do at, uh, at Sharesies, Chris?
2: Uh, I'm the product owner in the AU team uh, The Australia team that is So I help to uh, make sure we're working on the most important work we can in Australia
1: Nice one And uh, we appreciate the team doing all the work there Lots of stuff to talk about. There's, everything's all go and go. There was lots of stuff behind the scenes working out which stories to pick to do today, but let's crack into it. Alice, let's start with you. What's been happening locally?
0: Yeah, well, say, there was a bit of scandal today that made its way onto the sheer, New Zealand share market. Uh, the Financial Markets Authority or FMA filed proceedings against two individuals for the alleged insider trading of shares in Pushpay Holdings.
1: Interesting. Now, before we get into it, what does Pushpay Holdings do again?
0: Yeah, so Pushpay is a tech company that runs a donor management system. So it's primarily used across the faith sector like churches and uh, other not-for-profit organizations, mainly in the US, Canada, Australia and in New Zealand. Uh, and then on top of that, Pushpay is listed on both the New Zealand and Australian stock exchanges. Mm. So tell us more about these insider trading allegations. I will do. But I thought I'd just first point out that, um, as Pushpay did today in the announcement, that the company itself and its conduct is not the subject of any sort of FMA investigation and isn't party to any of these proceedings, Um, and and the company highlighted it's been actually supporting the FMA with this investigation. But basically, this matter refers to alleged events that occurred in 2018. Now, this was at a time when it was announced that Pushpay's co-founder and director was resigning and sold down his shareholding in the company. Now, the FMA is alleging that at this time, uh, an insider to the company used material not non-public information to advise or encourage another person to trade on that material non-public information
1: and that's a big no-no right
0: Correct. So material non-public information refers to uh, information about a company that's not publicly known, but would have the ability to impact a company's share price. Uh, And generally around the world, buying or selling shares based on such information is illegal, or in developed markets at least, uh, because it prevents an even playing field for investors. So if you work at a public company, uh, you're likely to have certain restrictions or need approval for when you can buy or sell shares in that company.
2: All right. Thanks for clearing that up, Alice. So how has Pushpay responded to this?
0: Yeah, Pushpay, as I mentioned earlier, reiterated that these charges aren't against the company, but are against those two individuals. The company highlighted that it supports the FMA's commitment to the integrity of capital markets in New Zealand, and that it has robust policies and procedures in place in relation to buying or selling shares in Pushpay.
1: And finally, what's Pushpay's share price done today?
0: Uh, Well, on the NZX, because it's a dual-listed company, uh, Pushpay's share price had slipped about 3.6% today, uh, but that's at the time of recording, of course.
1: Cool. Thanks for that, Alice. Now, I have an update on a story we covered last year. Now, you might recall that we talked about how NVIDIA was planning to acquire ARM.
2: I think we might need a recap on that, Joseph. Chris,
1: do you mean a recap, recap?
0: Recap. I'm so sorry, Chris. He does this all the time. So (laughs) NVIDIA,
1: which is probably the most well-known of the two companies, is a big multinational tech company based in California. It is listed on the NASDAQ and is famous for making video cards for gaming computers. They also make what's called system-on-a-chip units for smartphones and cars. Uh, System-on-a-chip is basically squishing down the important bits of a computer and making it really efficient so it can literally fit all on a chip. And what about Arm? So Arm, uh, that's a company based in England. They were bought in 2016 by Japan's SoftBank for 32 billion American dollars, and they license out their chip designs to a staggering amount of companies. In fact, their chip architecture is used in 95% of the world's smartphones.
0: Okay, so what's the update?
1: So NVIDIA was looking at buying ARM for $40 American dollars. Now that would have set a record for the semiconductor industry. But the deal attracted a lot of attention from competition regulators in the US and the UK. Uh, They were worried that NVIDIA could stifle competition by restricting access to ARM's chip designs. But now that deal, and this is the update, is no longer an ongoing concern, according to a joint statement released by the two companies. So why have they decided to walk away? In the statement, SoftBank put it down to what they described as significant regulatory challenges. Uh, so, for example, as I just mentioned last year, the US Federal Trade Commission sued to block the deal on antitrust grounds, and the UK was actively investigating the transaction. Um, and to add to that, the CEO of Arm, Simon Seegers, has also stepped down, effective immediately. He is replaced by Rene Haas.
0: All right, so what happens now? Like, did, did SoftBank, uh, who's who's of course the owner of ARM, miss out on a profit from the sale?
1: No, not entirely. SoftBank had received one and a quarter billion dollars deposit, and as part of the deal, that money is non-refundable. And SoftBank also said that ARM will now prepare to go public with an initial public offering or IPO within the next financial year.
0: And Chris, I hear that Pfizer has released some earnings.
2: Yeah, you're right. So Pfizer, the pharmaceutical and biotechnology company, who have been one of the main producers of the COVID-19 vaccine, have released their quarterly earnings for the fourth U.S. quarter, ending at the end of December last year. Great. So what's in it? Uh, Well, Pfizer did better than expected on earnings, but missed expectations for its revenue for the quarter.
1: Now, we do a lot of earnings here on Recap, and we talk a lot about about earnings and revenue. Um, It might be time for a bit of a refresher on that. What is the difference between earnings and revenue, Chris?
2: So revenue is the total amount of income that the company has coming in, and earnings are after any expenses, interest, and tax that have been deducted. So what's left over?
1: Right, gotcha. Thank you.
2: Yes. Yeah, so Pfizer's revenue for the quarter was $23.8 billion, which was lower than analysts had expected at $24.1 billion. However, revenue was up more than double from $11.6 billion the same time a year before. Uh, more than half of that revenue came from the COVID-19 vaccine, And earnings per share was $1.08, which was higher than expectations of $0.87.
0: Okay, so what drove these results?
2: So the lower than expected revenue came from less hospital and internal medicine sales. And uh, looking forward for Pfizer in 2022, they've said they expect to earn $100 billion in sales. They've developed an antiviral pill, which is called Paxlovid. Uh, and that's used to treat people who contract COVID 19 at home before they become very uh, unwell. And Paxlovid made up 76 million in US sales last quarter. Pfizer expects this to increase to 22 billion for all of 2022. Okay. And how did the Pfizer share price respond to this? Uh, the sh- share price dropped almost 3% after the announcement and is down since the start of the year, but it's still up more than 40% since a year ago. <music>
1: Awesome. Thank you very much, Chris. Uh, Back to you, Alice. What else has been happening today?
0: Yeah, well, to wrap us up today, I'm just going to quickly circle back to a company that we were talking about yesterday, and that is, of course, Peloton.
2: Yeah, so I listened to you and Jose discuss Peloton yesterday. You were talking about how the company benefited and expanded during the pandemic as people used Peloton's interactive fitness equipment while gyms were shut. But now that gyms are reopening, the company's been facing some challenges and adapting to the changes in demand that's
1: right and yesterday's news was that there was speculation and rumors in the market that some suitors like amazon or nike could be eyeing up the company as a takeover target now i take it you've got a peloton update for us today alice
0: yeah the company share price jumped again on tuesday after the company released its latest earnings report and announced a few significant changes for the company
2: mm, so what happened
0: Okay, so in a nutshell, Peloton CEO John Foley announced that he will be stepping down and the company will be cutting about 2,800 jobs, or 20% of its workforce, as part of a broader company restructuring. Now, in the earnings call, Foley admitted that the company had made missteps, which included scaling uh, the company too rapidly. The company is also implementing some other cost-saving initiatives, which altogether, Peloton said, expects to achieve about $800 million in cost savings per year. Now, Peloton said that these changes are to realign its operations so that it can execute against its growth targets with efficiency and discipline.
1: Mm, And did the company address those takeover rumours?
0: There wasn't any word on that uh, on that front, but CNBC, um, the news agency, did point out, though, that with these changes that Peloton announced um, today, it appears that they might be committed to addressing those challenges that it's been facing itself rather than courting a potential suitor for a takeover.
1: Cool. Thanks very much, Alice. And...
0: That was Recap for the 9th of February. Thanks so much for listening.
2: It'd be a help if you gave us a rating review on Apple Podcasts. Our email is recap at sharesys.co.nz. And you can also leave a voice message. There's a link in the episode description. Matua. See ya. Bye.